You're listening to episode 149 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. Let me ask you, do you have a plan in place, like a solid plan to make sure that the next year of your life is different than this year, like better than this past year? Because the mistake I'm seeing kind of on repeat over the years that entrepreneurs are making is that they assume more time under their belt and some lofty dreams and hard work, that's going to be enough. And then they get disappointed and they wonder why nothing is changing with time. Do you have the mentorship lined up, the community of ambitious, well-connected entrepreneurs who are going to support you and push you and put you in contact with the right people to help you elevate your business more quickly? And do you have the business strategy? And the person that's going to pull the best version out of you in that process. It was on my heart during all the chaos of this last year to price our Maverick Mastermind at half off, much to my team's dismay, literally thousands and thousands of dollars off. So to make it more attainable to entrepreneurs who are in the heart of COVID and craziness, who wanted access to a way to elevate and build more profitability. And they were ready for massive change in their business. They wanted to see the bottom line grow and they wanted to change as leaders. That's only going on for another month. The Maverick Mastermind is for you if you are an entrepreneur who's already up and running, but you're ready for that next level in all categories. If you're called to more, but you need the clarity and the strategy to make it happen. So head on over to elizabethhartke.com forward slash maverick and apply. We do cap entry, so make sure you do it quick and know that this is a very limited time offer before we go up to our regular pricing, which is still a great price for the program, but why not save quite a bit of money going into 2021? So go to elizabethhartke.com forward slash maverick, and hopefully we'll see you in there. We're doing some major shifting. I don't even want to call it pivoting. It's really shifting in our company this year, and I wanted to share some of the how behind the ways in which we're choosing what direction we go in. Because I think this is a really common thing in entrepreneurship where we're building the business, we're on autopilot, we're go mode, we're looking at profitability, we're launching the next thing and the next thing, and we're never taking time to project out multiple years into the future future and saying, hey, are we in alignment with both the brand we want to build, the vision for where we're going, our mission, and really the day-to-day life that we want to be living in the process. Because if we only focus on the destination and the journey sucks, then it's not really worth it anyway. And although we aren't pivoting, we are infusing our next level of calling into our brand. And I'm excited to share that with you as it unfolds because it's, it's deeply going to affect the direction in which we go. 
and how we serve our people. But how and why we're choosing that is what today's episode is really about. You're going to get a little behind the curtain glimpse, but also talking about how this translates for you. How do you gain clarity around where you're being called in business, where you're being called in impact and for you personally? How do you ensure that you're breathing life into offerings that support all of that while making sure that everything you do is in alignment with who you are, your values, the day-to-day life that you want to be living? And I'm going to share the sometimes messy process of how I do it, um, the pitfalls that I would recommend avoiding, how to really tap into and trust your intuition, discerning different choices when you're presented with different options, and how to do it so that you're planning for the long game and not having to constantly shift gears or rebrand or tweak things or wake up feeling super out of alignment years into it with both who you are and what you do and what your day-to-day looks like. So join me for a slightly less polished but incredibly important conversation around how to choose what's next and what's right for you and your business. If you guys have been paying attention for a while or tuned in to my social channels or here on the show, you know that for me, everything starts with that vision in mind. And I went through an amazing process over this past weekend of really figuring out this next level for our business and our brand. But instead of choosing it based on what just like what we want to do next, like sometimes we're standing where we are and we're like, okay, this is the next thing we want to do. What are our plans for 2021? You know, we talked about that in the last episode where it was just me on here kind of spitballing about how to make sure this next upcoming year of your life is what it should be. But really what you should be doing is in addition to that and in relation to that, what is the greater vision five, 10 years down the road? And are you building based on that? So if you know where you ultimately want to land and this big mission that you have and the type of business you want to build and what you want your life to look like, really 2021 or the next year of your life, whenever you're listening to this, is a step towards that greater vision. It's not just, hey, what's happening for the next 365 days of our business? It's like what happens in the next 365 days of our business is taking us closer to that greater vision, the bigger picture. And you build the business, you build the infrastructure that supports that greater vision, even on a granular level. So if you know at some point you're going to be running these events and really impacting people from in a in-person way and you want to sell out these events or virtually or whatever it might be, think about what stands between you today in the picture of that long-term vision. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to be doing that within a year's time, but can you start doing things on a smaller scale and start hiring the people that you'll need to bring in in order to support that? And like we talked about on our previous episode about casting that vision and honoring it through what you do in the next year of your life, it's about dropping the pin and saying, where am I today? Not emotionally, but like factually, where am I? And where do I want to be? Where do I want that pin to end up someday? And what stands between me and that future pin? And is it skills I have to develop? Is it a team I have to hire? Is it a a certain level of profitability I have to step into? Do I need more mentorship in this category of my life? So identifying what lands in that gap so that you can start to fill it. And as you think about what you should be launching and and bringing to life, it should be in accordance with that vision. And that's what today is about. Today is about saying, how do I know what I should be launching? How do I know what to say yes to? How do I know if if this is the right opportunity or if this is the right pivot? Because sometimes what I 
I feel that people do is they say, oh, I want to be in alignment. So I'm just going to do whatever feels good in the moment. That's not alignment. Sometimes alignment puts you in a situation when it's true alignment and you are choosing something that's truly aligned with you. Sometimes it puts you in a situation where you are going to be stretched and you are going to be exhausted and you are going to be in the heart of building both the thing that is in alignment and the version of you that is required to achieve it and build it and create it. So I think the mistake that a lot of people make when they're like, how do I discern or how do I decide or or what is it that is going to be in alignment? They're like, I'm going to do what feels right in the moment. This is one of the issues with our culture today in so many things. It's why the divorce rate is what it is. It's why people flip flop so much. It's like we have misinterpreted what alignment means. You are not being called to do what's easy. You're not just being called to do what feels good. I know that what we are infusing into our brand going into this next year is going to be incredibly uncomfortable for me. It's going to require me to grow to a new level. It's going to require me to grow in the skills that I have. It's going to ask me to do things that are incredibly difficult for me and that are painful because of that growth, but it's still totally aligned. So don't mistake alignment for ease. So instead of today being about strategic launch plans and pricing and all that, the detail stuff, I'm just going to kind of walk you through some of the things I think about before I dive into new opportunities or new things that I'm launching, new offers, or before I jump into restructuring. And sometimes restructuring is trimming the fat, getting rid of the things that are not serving the brand or don't feel in alignment anymore. And sometimes restructuring is bringing in new people um, to support. There are different ways that you could do that. But what you do need to do is know what you need in this upcoming season that's going to help you drive you towards the greater goal. So there are a couple different categories that you might want to focus on going into this next season. Are you in need of profitability? Like, is that the main overarching theme of this next year plus? Are you at a place where you're like, man, I got to make this thing viable. And if I don't have cash flow coming in, I'm not going to exist a year from now. So maybe profitability is a focus. It's not that it's the only thing that drives you. It's not that you launch things just to make money. It's not that you build with income as the mission, but you are crystal clear on what you need that's going to drive the business forward. Is it visibility? That was a big one for us last year. Profitability this past year was not our focus. We knew that. We cut out things that did bring in good income because it wasn't our focus for the year. We had other focal points, one of which was visibility. We were looking to expand the brand. We were getting published in Forbes and um, Fast Company and Contributor for Entrepreneur, like things that were going to get me in front of people who need what I have to offer. Is it freedom? Are you in a place where you, you know, scalability and freedom kind of exist together? Are you in a place where you're like, I've been in the hustle, I have the money, I have the cash flow, but now I need a way to take myself out of the damn equation. Like if I'm not present, if I'm not working, we're not generating income. When I take a vacation, at best, I can take it and my team can run with the ball, but when I get back, I pay for it later, you know? How do I take my business from a place of making money only when I'm hustling to having the infrastructure and the plan and the business and the team that allows for more scalability and the offerings so that I can flourish without having to put in more of my time? No more trading dollars for hours. 
Is it prolificacy? This kind of lives under the leadership category as far as I'm concerned. It's like, do I just need to generate at a higher rate? Do I need more content out in the world? Do I just need to make a bigger impact, write more books, have more podcast episodes, just be, it's it's more than just visibility. It's high value content coming into the world at a higher rate, making a greater impact more quickly. Those are the the first things that you want to identify. So we kind of have a theme going into each year. So this next year is not, again, not profitability, not visibility. It's more of the prolificacy for us. So we're stepping into that next level of creating more high value content at a higher, faster rate. And we're building infrastructure to support that so that I'm not drowning in more tasks because that wouldn't ultimately get us to our greater goals five, 10 years out. Okay, hold on. Humor me for a second here because this is too good not to share. If if you've been following me for a while, I had I pretty much cut out all alcohol for a few years time, which is crazy, but true. I'd have a drink maybe like here or there if we had friends over and we made a big dinner or once every couple of months, like one drink every couple of months, maybe. But I'd always pay for it later. And I hated that. Like, it's not worth it to me. I have three little kids. They don't care that mommy had a glass of wine the night before and they're not going to let me sleep it off. I can't stand hangovers. I can't stand being foggy brained or having a headache or whatever the next day. I'd have one glass of wine. I was turning into such a pathetic little lightweight and it would cut into my work and my mood. It just, it wasn't worth it. But if I'm being totally transparent, the Italian in me missed her wine. And that was just kind of my like curl up by the fire kind of drink or my cherry on top of an amazing Italian dinner kind of thing. But it wasn't worth it. And you also know that I'm totally obsessed with health. We've eliminated all the garbage in our lives as a family. And it never really occurred to me that I'm over here avoiding fruits and vegetables that are sprayed with chemicals, buying organic, but I'd drink a glass of wine, never putting two and two together that the grapes were being sprayed with all the toxins that we completely cut out of our lives. So when I heard about dry farm wines, I'm a skeptic and a research junkie. So I dug into it, organically grown grapes without any of the additives or toxins sprayed on them, the stuff that I hate, sugar-free, that's right, sugar-free. And sometimes I feel like for me, having a drink, the sugar hits me harder the next day than the alcohol even does, lower sulfites, paleo and keto friendly. So I also am the type that never wants to recommend anything to you guys unless I've tried it for myself and tried it quite a few times. So I'm happy to report that I'm obsessed. My husband and I are obsessed with dry farm wines. I can drink wine again. I can curl up by the fire. I can have it with my big bowl of pasta. And I love the taste. And Really, I love the fact that it's small batch and supporting organic farmers all over the world. This is like, you know, what I stand for in business, too. I want to support the small businesses throughout the world. So if you care about that kind of stuff like I do or you just really like good wine, go check them out. They've offered to do something special for you guys as my listeners of Scaling Up, and they're going to give you a bottle for one penny. They can't do it for free legally because of the whole alcohol thing with your order at dryfarmwines.com forward slash Eliz, E-L-I-Z. So, man, it has just been so worth it to go this route. I can enjoy a glass of wine again. And if there's ever a bottle you don't love, they replace it, no questions asked. So that's always really appreciated because then you're not going to love every single wine that you try. It's a perfect gift for yourself, maybe, or 
for my fellow wine lovers and hangover haters, this is great for you. No hangover. Are you hearing the words coming out of my mouth? No hangover. So go check them out. Take advantage of what they're doing for our scaling up community. I so appreciate that. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash Eliz. Okay, thanks for letting me digress for a second here and let's get back to the show. So let's go back to this thought of alignment for a minute. Some simple ways to kind of break it down and something that I've thoroughly embraced over the last couple years is this concept of does it feel heavy or does it feel light? That's to me the easiest way to identify what's next for us. Now again, heavy might be something that doesn't have a lot of moving parts, that is pretty simple, that does give and bring in good profit, but for some reason, it just weighs on me. It creates a stress in me. It's something I don't look forward to. I'm not emotionally drawn to it or connected to it, and I'm not energetically excited about it. So it might be something that drives profit, drives visibility, but it and it's easy we've got a system for it but it's just feels a little bit out of alignment with the brand now something light conversely which is funny because you would think light is simple and and easy and attainable something light might have a lot of moving parts it might require us to hire new team members to breathe life into it it might be something outside of our skill set at this point we need to actually grow into a whole new version of ourselves before we can fully achieve it It might be a few years out, which would require patience, which is tough. But when I think about it, when I dream about it, when I flesh it out on the whiteboard, when I get excited about it, when I tweak it, when I bring it to my team, there's a lightness to it. I feel totally energetically synergistic with it. I feel engaged in the process of planning it. I'm excited about it. I feel like the visionary I want to be. And although I know it's going to be so hard to to bring this thing to life and it might cost money and and time if it just feels light and like it's guiding us towards where we want to go it's for me it could be the other way too things that are light could be simple and easy and streamlined and things that are heavy could be really complicated and convoluted and that could be part of its heaviness but i just wanted to clarify that and let people know that it doesn't always mean streamlining or simplifying that's just one piece it's more about how it feels so that piece means building your confidence as a leader and as an entrepreneur being able to sit with it and discern whether it's light or heavy to not second guess yourself and usually intuition comes with very clear simple answers yes or no good or bad light or heavy this is for you this is not for you this serves the mission this doesn't serve the mission but ego answers the question with too many details. Well, this could be really good, but maybe if we launch this, then it'll allow for this next thing. And then we'll be seen as an expert in this space. And that'll get us the podcast episodes we're trying to get on. It's convoluted. It's crazy. It's like too many answers. It's not clear cut. It's not black and white. So the ego starts to speak up. That's who you might hear first if you're struggling in confidence in this process. But once you learn to kind of sit with it and discern and be quiet and still and just actually listen to your body and its physical response. That's sometimes one of the first ways to learn how to step into intuition before you're able to really feel it just automatically. 
Uh, there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score, and it's an incredible book. I geek out on that kind of stuff, but it's really so much about how your body provides the evidence that you need in so many different ways. I mean, it's talking a lot about health and mental health and and so many other areas that we're not talking about today, but it also would help with something with this process. And it's a reminder that like your body is paying attention and it is going to give you the answers sometimes before your mind even will. I've been in business for about 10 years now in so many different capacities too. Like the business that I had 10 years ago is literally nothing like what it was five years ago, which is nothing like what it is today. And even over the last couple months, we've been evolving our brand and our business and our mission pretty significantly. It's kind of scary, gives me butterflies, but it's good. It's it's that lightness I was talking about. And pretty much since the beginning, I've had some element of one-on-one support. Okay. So like where I am showing up in a one-on-one capacity. And then as I scaled my business, I wanted to practice what I preach, which one-on-one is not a really scalable business model. So therefore, I started to scale back on -on one-on-one. I raised my prices um, and I only took on a select number of clients a year in that one-on-one direct coaching. And then I still had like my consult, me to business consulting, which is another version of time for money, but it was at a much, much higher price point. And I've had some stirrings over the last year that have been saying, man, there's a lot of profitability coming in through your one-on-one channels, but something has felt heavy with it lately. So one of the thing, this is a perfect example. It's very clean cut. One-on-one is very simplified. I have my methodology. I know how to serve people. I know how to get people results. I enjoy it. Um, but when I sit with it, And when I think about that five to 10 year vision of the business, there was something about one-on-one that felt like a block. So yeah, it was was simple. It was streamlined. We already had it rocking. We have high demand for it. We have people ready and willing to pay the prices we have set and beyond. But it still felt heavy. When I sat with it, my intuition was kind of like nagging at me. And my ego would speak up and say, it would start with, yeah, but. Yeah, but this is just, it's such a simple, like you already got this going. Like don't, it doesn't take a ton of your time. It's, it, it's fruitful. You're good at it. And it just like, I'd have all these kind of thoughts talking to me. It's almost like the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. But then when my intuition would speak up, it'd say this, this is just something's not right. So one major move we're making going into the next year is we're not taking on any new one-on-one clients. We're phasing out taking in new applications. And we still have our Maverick Mastermind and can't tell you about it yet, but we're launching that whole infusion of this new brand. We are launching a higher level level program around leadership that will be coming down the pike, but we will not be taking on in 2021 new one-on-one clients, which is tough. Because when you have high demand and when there's, um, when you have the process, it's not a ton of moving parts. We don't have to hire a bunch of people for it. It's very tempting. Like temptation will come in in this process of figuring out what's next for you. But I know it's not the right thing. Now, that doesn't mean that it's off the table forever or that we'll never bring it back. But this is just what we're committed to right now for the sake of this growth that we're going through as a company. The other thing, I am a three on the Enneagram. I am a creator. I love coming up with new ideas. 
and creating new things. So the thought of not launching like a new course or some offer like a course didn't make sense to me because I've been launching them for a while. But that was another thing that felt heavy, that didn't feel like the right path. So although it's a great business model, it's one to many, which is what I preach in scalability, it was out of alignment for us. So those are some of the decisions that we made. We also really wanted to streamline our SOPs, our procedures, our operating procedures to simplify and make it easier to bring on new team members. Because one thing that we are focused on, despite my repeating over and over for many years, I want a small but mighty team, I want a small but mighty team, where we are going is going to require stronger and bigger is not the right word, but more support in our infrastructure. So we're hiring. 2021 is a big year of hiring for us. We're bringing on new people and we're elevating in those areas. And that feels really good. It feels like the right thing. And I'm also not getting emotionally involved in that process. If someone's not the right fit, they're not the right fit. And if someone is the right fit, they are the right fit. And we're just moving in the direction we're being guided. And that just feels so good in itself. So for you, I want you to think, think ahead. Like if you were to talk about the brand that you built 10 years from now, what it's evolved into, what kind of offerings it has, what kind of team it has, what you're doing, how you're spending your time, how it feels, what does it look like? And what do you have to do in the next year, two years of time to start to step in that direction? Because what happens so often is people can come up with that 10-year dream and it's big and it's beautiful and it's amazing and it's available to them too. But they're not chipping away at it. It's like they think they just have to keep working hard and paying their dues for the next handful of years and somehow they're just going to land there instead of being so strategic and listening to that intuition and being guided to it. So you guys will be the first to know. It's a little little secret, little glimpse behind the curtain of some of the rebranding we've done. I brought in the amazing Tiffany Newman. She flew out to the farm, drove out to the farm. She's from Michigan. And we did a scaling up at the farm with her, which I I love. Those feel in alignment with me. Those are still staying on. And we focused on scalability in her business. But then we spent a couple extra days rebranding, reevaluating and envisioning where we're taking this brand based on that future vision. And what's been on my heart for a while and, and something in my expertise for the last several years is leadership. Many people don't know that I've run a network marketing business for eight plus years now, almost nine years, and I have a team of over 10,000 people. And that's totally separate from the business that you guys are familiar with. And in that, I've learned so much about leadership. And I've learned how to take someone who's incredibly good in business and help them step from entrepreneur to someone building a legacy through their business. Help draw out of them the leader that's within them so that they can show up better and more present and more joy-filled for their family and the people who need them most as they continue to crush it and become an industry leader in their space. And also so that they can work through the blocks that come with stepping into leadership in a true way. Not just like leadership just because you have a business and there are people following you, but leadership because you're respected in your space. So we're infusing leadership very much into our brand. You'll see it start to evolve. It'll be really fun to watch this journey because there are going to be a lot of changes coming from the visual branding to the offerings that we're putting on the table and to the offerings we're taking off the table, to the people we're hiring and where we're streamlining and cutting things out. 
And I share that because there might be something on your heart that you think, man, I would love to do this, infuse this into my business. It's calling me. It's screaming for me. But I have convinced myself that I can't get paid for that or that people won't want to look to me for that or that's not something monetizable or that's not um, anything that's in alignment with my brand today. Well, you need to figure out what's in alignment with you and where your brand's going, not with what's in alignment with your brand today. People launch and create based on what they think is in alignment with their brand today without any room for that brand to evolve. And you don't want to be constantly pivoting every year. And if you don't want to have to pivot every year, you really have to build and create based on the brand you're going to become, the person that you're going to become. And then everything in that process is building up. It's the crescendo to that vision. So the behind the scenes of that process for us has been a lot of meetings as a team, um, a lot of conversations around how we want to feel individually, a lot of conversations around what I need to take myself out of and what I don't even need to be exposed to in my brand because it's slowing down my creative process and it has me in the tasks or it triggers me emotionally and it just takes me out of that creative spirit that's going to help us get to that bigger vision. So that means we have to hire the people to do those things so that I don't get slowed down. Maybe it's something like that for you. Or maybe you're holding yourself back because you are just taking on more and more clients and more and more clients and you're capped in time and money and you haven't had you haven't built in the white space to become the leader that you're you're called to be next or build the business that you feel you you want to build and that you feel called to build. Determining what's next for you is having the courage to both picture that future and decide what role you have in it and what you have to do to evolve into that person. It can be scary. It can be uh, humbling because maybe you're a rock star at what you do and where you want to go, it would require you to be a little bit green again. But having the courage to step into what is truly in alignment, not, not what's easy, not what's easy and not just what feels like it'll make you more money, but what, where you're really being called and elevated that's a mission that people will get behind, both from a customer perspective or client perspective and from the team, like the dream team you want to build. People want to be a part of a mission. They want to be a part of a movement. They want to be a part of something that the leader is insanely aligned with and passionate about. So as you go through the process, closing out this year, starting the next year, whenever you listen to this, and you're stepping through kind of the muck of you know, evaluating what this last year looked like, make sure you go back and listen to the episode we did on how to make this next year your best one, because we have a process in there for you. But now you really have to be thinking about what is next for you, what that looks like, and what truly is in alignment with you. What's dragging you down? What feels like dead weight? What's got you in chains? I mean, social media was one for me. It was like I was trying to be diligent for a long time, like got to post this many times a week, got to keep up with my stories. And I was like, screw that. This isn't an alignment. Like I'm built a business that's smart enough to know not to rely fully on social media, which hint, hint, don't do that. Don't build just on relying on social. So I can take days off. And if I want to, I'm going to. And people don't need to be privy to my every move. And if I want to post something that doesn't look perfect in the grid, I am not a polished brand in that way. I am down to earth. I am real and I want to make sure that I live by that and I embody it. So if I if I have a picture that like speaks to my soul or I make a reel that's really funny and isn't necessarily going to help me sell more of my product, I want to be more me. That's just what I want. And it's not going to be right for everybody. 
but it felt right for me. So I've taken that pressure off and I've started to listen to what felt light in that category in marketing and showing up and what my sales pages, how I spoke. I was done looking at templates and ways other people were doing it. Another thing that has helped me elevate in leadership, which is why it's such an important thing, is I was getting distracted by what other people were doing. I was on everybody else's email list and I was looking at industry leaders on social and saying, oh, I love how they do this. And it was just It was dulling my own creative spirit and what was really within me, and it was quieting my intuition, and I didn't like it. So I started to tune out the noise. I got more disciplined with what I consumed. I stopped looking at other people's stuff. I stopped consuming social media in that way, and really in many ways. I have for quite a while now. Uh, I stopped reading everybody's email list thinking, oh, well, I'll get ideas from this person. I love how they sold here, and just listen to my inner voice of like, what? the right thing was. I have enough years of studying and learning. Sometimes we consume so much that we never actually figure out our own way and our own approach to things. And we just piece together what everyone else does. I've seen people who are making a lot of money and have built big brands. And really, they're just a hodgepodge of everyone else's stuff. And it's just, I just didn't want that. I wanted to be able to hear my inner voice that had gotten pretty quiet over the last few years. And those were some of the things and distractions I cut out. So as you go into this next period of your life, this next season, quiet the noise, learn to listen within. Is it light? Is it heavy? Learn to trust that intuition when you hear it, even if it feels a little funny at first, even if it doesn't make total sense. Even if you're like, dang, really intuition? You want me to do that? That's not going to make me more profitable this year. Maybe profitability isn't the theme for you this year, right? Learn how to discern those choices and sit in that and tap into one of the greatest gifts that we've all been given, which is which is our gut, which is our intuition, which is the fact that we are actually being guided when we learn how to actually listen to the voice that's guiding us. Play the long game. Think about what you want for the long haul. Look at that beautiful future vision and chip away at what's required from where you stand today to where you're going, both in business strategy, right? Like build the business, the infrastructure, the business that's going to support the vision, and also in you. You are not the version of yourself that is living that dream yet. Make sure you're focusing on how to evolve into that person. Make sure you're focusing on leadership. Make sure you're doing the things that get you out of just grinding and building a business and into building a legacy and living the life that you're being called to most. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for me homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, Take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.